Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Eileen Talks Menopause. When it comes to menopause, I always say knowledge is power. So keep listening to learn about all things perimenopause and menopause and gain the knowledge and power to take control of your symptoms, ease worries, and find the answers to questions you didn't even know you had. There are three different ways your body can enter menopause, naturally, early, and induced. In this episode, I talk about each type and outline what you need to know about them, including things you can expect, how they differ, and how you can help to support yourself through whichever one you're going through. So let's get started. There's basically three different ways that your body can enter the menopause, through a natural menopause, an early menopause, or an induced menopause. So today I thought I would explain the three different kinds, what you can expect from them, and how you can help to support yourself through whichever one you're going through. So I often talk about the natural menopause and a lot of my self-care um, tips and advice are for this particular situation. But I'm also asked a lot about these other two um, menopauses, if you like, and what women can do to help themselves. So today I'm going to look at the three of them in just a little bit of detail and then what you can do to help yourself. So number one is a natural menopause. So this is obviously the most common type of, of entering the menopause. The average age is 45 to 55, um, but some women will start maybe a few years early. And there is a small group of women that can be very late starting the menopause, even 58 um, or 59. So there's three main stages of a natural menopause. So there's the perimenopause, which is where your periods start to change, or you may start to um, experience menopause symptoms. You've got the menopause itself, which is when your periods stop for good. So you're no longer producing enough hormones to ovulate. So your periods stop. And there's postmenopause, which is basically forever afterwards. And that's when your body starts to slowly adjust to being without the same amount of hormones. There's an early menopause. Now, the NHS in, in the UK says that's basically if your period stopped before the age of 45. So this particular one, so this would be maybe around about um, 35 to, to 45, we, we would say an, an early menopause. So this one can be hereditary. So if you know when other close relatives um, approach the menopause, so your your mum, your gran, your aunties, your, your older sisters. So roughly, although it's not set in stone, you tend to hit the menopause at the same age. So if other close female relatives started before the age of 45, then it's quite possible that you may do the same as well. We also know that other things can trigger an early menopause. So it can be certain um, health conditions such as um, diabetes. It can be lifestyle. If you're really, um, you know, pushing yourself very, very hard, that can trigger an early menopause. It can be smoking. Um, very often that would trigger the menopause maybe three or four years earlier. And being very overweight can do it too. 
and there seems to be some indication, um, I think there's sort of research going on at the minute, looking at the role of vitamin D in earlier menopause as well. There's also something called premature ovarian failure. Now this is quite rare, but it does happen. So this can sometimes be um, starting women in their late teens, right through 20s um, to the 30s. This one is often unknown. That, that, that It just seems to be quite a difficult one to pinpoint why this may happen. And again, it can be a very individual situation. But obviously, for this one, there will probably be a, a lot of um, medical um, supervision just to find out exactly what's going on. So number three, you've got a surgical menopause. So this is where either your womb, cervix and ovaries are removed. It can be due to certain health conditions like um, fibroids. It could be things like endometriosis. It could be something also called adenoviasis. I can never pronounce that right. Um, and it can also be due to certain types of cancer as well. So with a total hysterectomy or a full hysterectomy, this is where basically the ovaries and the womb and sometimes the cervix are removed. This will put you straight into a full menopause very, very quickly because it's the ovaries that are producing the hormones. So if they're removed, very suddenly that um, drip feed of, of hormones will completely disappear. For a lot of women, especially if they're in the younger age group when this happens, they will be advised to take HRT to protect their bones and, and their heart health. Obviously, if it's more to do with a specific type of cancer, then very often you wouldn't be allowed HRT and you would have to find other ways of supporting yourself through this induced menopause. If your ovaries are left, then you will tend to get the menopause at roughly the same age you would have done had you not had the oper operation. The only problem with this is you are not going to have missing periods as a guide. So it's a lot more difficult to pinpoint as to whether you're in the perimenopause, menopause or postmenopause. And very often it can just be, you know, you just have to go by the symptoms you may be experiencing or how you feel um, health-wise just generally. So the self-care, really, it's the same in all situations. The menopause, whichever type you're going through, will really strain your body. Your body needs lots of energy in order to help to stabilize itself. So the self-care is always the same. It's looking after yourself really well. So self-care is absolutely vital. So look at your diet, make sure that you're eating well, that you're getting a good range of nutrients to help to support your body through this really tough time. Look at um, protein, your fats and, and your um, complex carbohydrates. Remember the water as well. This is really, really important um, because falling oestrogen and especially if you, you lose that oestrogen really quickly, then you can become very, very dehydrated and that can cause a lot of the problems that uh, and symptoms you may be experiencing. Also remember to avoid the the, the baddies, if you like, the, the foods and drinks that, that are going to stress your system even further, such as caffeine, your alcohol and, and your processed foods. 
remember to get a good night's sleep. Sleep is vital for recuperation, for, for re-energizing your body. And I know that it's probably one of the hardest things to get. So many women tell me how difficult it is just to get that good night's sleep. You can look at herbs such as valerian and hops. You can remember that magnesium supplement with, with your evening meal. So these can certainly help just to sleep better and reduce stress. We know now that so many women, the symptoms that they're experiencing are not so much to do with hormonal changes, but are more to do with day-to-day -day ongoing unrelenting stress. So you can look at herbs such as Avena sativa and passion flower. And again, magnesium can be great for so many different things. And remember the exercise. This is really important, not only because exercise produces feel-good chemicals, but exercise is really important for keeping your weight down, for keeping your joints and your muscles really healthy, and also for protecting your heart as well. So I hope you found this one really helpful. I know especially um, when you have hysterectomies, it can be really confusing as to what's going on and, and when it's going on. So hopefully I've explained a little bit more. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe. Take care and thank you for listening.